everyone, it's another edition of the Agents of Inclusion podcast brought to you by Special Olympics and Odyssey. I'm JR of the JR Sport Brief on CBS Sports Radio. We're here to inspire and encourage inclusivity to make our lives and the communities that we're in better. New episodes with new guests every Wednesday. If you haven't subscribed, do it now. For this episode, we're going out to Lincoln Park, New Jersey, to check in with athlete Bobby Fredericks. He's been participating in Special Olympics since he was five in a variety of sports. But as you'll hear, track and running are his thing. He'll be participating in the Lincoln Tunnel Challenge that goes down this Sunday, May 7th, between New Jersey and New York. The challenge raises money for Special Olympics events and activities in New Jersey. You can find out more at ltc5k.org. In the meantime, let's learn more about Bobby and what gets him going. Bobby. Tell us a little bit about yourself. What got you involved with Special Olympics? Who introduced you? Fill us in. Well, the person who got me involved in Special Olympics is uh, Flo Falano. She was my coach when I was at uh, Ryerson School in Wayne. And she was trying to convince my parents that it would be good for me to join Special Olympics. And my parents, you know, how parents are are kind of like, yeah, I don't know. I don't know if he's ready for it and this, that, and the other thing. And, <laughs> and you know, Coach Falano was like, trust me, it will be good for him. And <laughs> here I am now. <laughs> so around how old were you when that took place? I was about five, and I'm 42 now. So you've been you've been a partner for basically your entire life. I'm an athlete. I'm not a unified partner. I'm an athlete. No, but I mean, in, in regards to to working with Special Olympics, you are correct. Yeah. You've been an athlete for a long time, your, your entire adult life here. What sports have you participated in? My first sport was track. I did bowling. I did basketball skills. And then when I got to the point that I started to win basketball skills all the time, I had a talk with my mom and I said, I think maybe it's time to change from skills to a team sport. So that's when I joined floor hockey. I was in high school when I joined floor hockey. And the same team I was playing floor hockey with, they all said, hey, we can use you on basketball. And I'm like, this is the athletes. And, and the coach all saying, hey, we could use you on basketball. And I'm like, well, I'm not really that good of a player. I don't even know how to play. <laughs> so what would you say is your, your strongest sport that you've participated in? Where have you walked away with some medals or some hardware? Well, well the sport I've been doing the longest is probably track. But something really funny about the basketball one is that so I – I, I wasn't, I, I was like, yeah, I'm not that good at it. And you, you guys don't want me. And, you know, I, I don't even know how to play and all that sort of stuff. Well, I was on the goal. Well, I was a manager for girls basketball at my high school. So I went and I was like, I went to the, I went to the coach because I was, I was the manager. And I said, Hey, I just started trying to play team basketball special olympics do you mind if i jump in on practices when you're short when you're when you've got like odd numbers 
he's like, well, let me check with the team. And the team is like, sure, fine with us. So I jumped in and I started learning like with them. And this is a girls team, but our rules are pretty much the same. You know, no contact and all that kind of good what, stuff. What did being included into that process to be able to practice with them, what did it mean to you to be a part of that? It was really cool because I got to learn the game before just kind of diving in head first and being like in the wrong place at the wrong time or something. Sure. <laughs> you know, we all watch sports highlight reels and we all say, well, if that guy would have been there like a half second earlier or something. <laughs> you know? Sure. So what does inclusion, what does inclusion mean to you? To me, it would be that everybody gets along without, you know, with very little, like, uh, should I say, argument. I mean, you, you are going to have your, your arguments back and forth, but inclusion would be, like, basically people don't see people for disabilities. They just see them for what it is they can do. And through everything that you've participated in as a Special Olympics athlete, what have you learned or what have you gotten from the experience the most using sports to be inclusive? What have you gotten out of it the most? Well, one of the things in this, this also goes over to basketball where I was helping out girls too, is that you just never, ever give up. There was a game at Booten High where I was the manager and it was really bad. And parents were asking me, should we go home and take other kids home now? And I was like, and I'm looking at people, my, my friend Melissa Norton, who was one of the really good players, her father's up at the top of the bleachers. And he's like, should we go home now? I was like, not yet. It ain't over till it's over. <laughs> Never quit. Never quit. So as soon as everybody came back from uh, halftime, I said, look, we're getting our butts kicked on free throws and stuff like that. So I need you guys to do me a favor and work on free throws. Because <laughs> the, the coach is just like, well, you, you've been seeing what's going on. You know, you have them go and do warm-ups and stuff. We were still waiting for the other team. So I was like, all right, I want everybody to do free throws. And once you've made two, take a seat on the bench. And once, nope. everybody, once everybody was on the bench, I said, all right, listen, we have the same Special Olympics. It's the athlete oath, and it's let me win, but if I cannot win, let me be brave in the attempt. And I said to them that basically the sum of it is just never quit. Never I quit. Said, so so I, I need you guys to play like that is like the score up there is 0-0. Zero, zero. I need you to play like we just started. What does that what does that message kind of say about perseverance? And you talk about practice. You can think about free throws. You can stand in the gym all day and you can get better just by going out there and, and practicing and never giving up. You're, you're bound to get better. I think there's a cool message in there as well about not giving up, yeah. wouldn't you say? Probably more of yeah. a message. Yeah, and the funny thing about this whole thing is that after the game was is that the team that we were playing who was kicking our butts and they were like smoking us. Well, we came back and we killed them. And the next thing I know, 
it's like the next it's like Monday or Tuesday on the PA system is the girls basketball team would like to thank their their manager for the for the encouragement or whatever over the loudspeaker. And I'm like, whoa, never been acknowledged over the loudspeaker before. <laughs> No, well, I mean, if, if you're helping the team get over the hump and, and walk away with that victory is something you were certainly deserving of. Tell me about how you played basketball. You were able to participate on that team. You were able to manage that squad. What did you learn from being a manager? Well, from being a manager, I was more or less watching where they were. And my job was what they call shot charts. So it was a printout of the court. And for my school, we would put a capital B for Booten, and we put a circle around if we made it, and we just put the capital B if we don't make it. So at halftime, I was the one who said, you know, hey, coach, I know you don't want these till after the game is over, but I thought these could help. (laughs) And I gave you. I gave him the shot charts from the first half. (laughs) So you you were able to provide the coach with, with, with valuable information. What's some of the best advice that someone has ever given you? Oh, I think it's just, you know, just don't back down. Soccer, floor hockey, basketball. When I played them for the first time, I was like, I, I had no idea what the heck I was doing. But then I have teammates like my friend Desi who plays soccer and is actually a pretty good and is actually a really good soccer player who's also on my track team. And she's like, well, hey, you know, you know, be over here, or not, not, not there, or, or something. This is an athlete. I mean, her dad's the coach, but she, but she's the one helping out, and is like, you know, hey, a couple of steps over that way, or, or step this way, or come, come a little, co- come more towards me, or something. So Bobby brought up the advice he received, the leadership skills he developed and learning to never back down. He mentioned track. And still to come, we'll learn how when someone doubted him, doubted how good he could be, how fast he could run, it led to an apology and a friendship. But coming up in a moment, we'll discuss his passion and his success in track and field, and we'll preview the Lincoln Tunnel Challenge, a fun and inspiring road race that transports runners across two states and under a river. This is Agents of Inclusion. I'm speaking with Bobby Fredericks, a Special Olympics athlete from New Jersey and a Special Olympics Global Ambassador. Coming up in a few minutes, we'll discuss the Lincoln Tunnel Challenge, one of the coolest road races in America where runners get to run under the Hudson River, separating New York from New Jersey. Bobby started running with Special Olympics when he was five years old. He's an accomplished athlete. He's won gold and silver medals at the USA National Games. But beyond the medals, I wanted to ask him why he enjoys running. Track was my first sport. And that was in 1986 that I started. So I was five when I started track. And that's that's the only individual sport I still do. It's just... It's exercise. It's I I would have been running on my treadmill a little earlier, but I I ran on my treadmill yesterday since there was no NASCAR race. 
the race was supposed to be on on Sunday, but it's on today because it rained at Dover. So I was like, oh, well, I'll go get in three and a half miles tomorrow, so I don't need to worry about it today. <laughs> so how much how much running would you say you do? Uh, I don't really know totals. I just know that I run like four miles in like 43 minutes and 39 seconds, I think, is the time I run for for four miles at five and a half miles an hour. Well, you're be- you're better than me. I-, I barely go out and run. I'll get a brisk walk in, but I need to get my running together. And I know that this upcoming Sunday, we have the, the Lincoln Tunnel Challenge. It's going to run from New Jersey to the New York City yeah. side. It's going to go under the Hudson River. And yeah. so I- the I- walk inside, goes to New York City, turns around and comes back. And you said you have been running since 86 when you were five i know that the challenge has been going since 1986 and the money raised goes towards special olympics new jersey to help with a lot of their endeavors i've only been raised i've only been running the lincoln tunnel since 2005 that's still a good amount of time i know it started in in 86 what is your favorite part about participating in a challenge it's just something different You, you Anybody can run a 5K on the surface. This actually goes down under the Hudson River, comes out on the other side, turns around and comes back. You know, normally if you do that, you need gills or some other sort of breathing apparatus to do that. <laughs> like, this is just unlike anything else. And talk about the support that you get, because it's not like you're out there by yourself. You're not on a track. You're literally going into the tunnel. You're running. And as you said, you're coming back. What does it feel like just to look to your left, to look to your right and say, wow, there are other people out here for the same cause? It's really cool. It's really awesome. And actually, one thing I suggest to people if you're new to the Lincoln Tunnel, first of all, go sign up at uh, ltc5k.org if you haven't already. And uh, you'll get this when you sign up. Well, that's a cool shirt. Run LTC, a little bit of Run DMC style in there, too. I like that. Yeah. Yeah, that's the shirt for this year. And there's two, should I say, races. There's the 30 minute and under race, which goes first. And then there's the 30 minute, and then there's the over 30 minute race, which goes second. Because we just have that many people for the race. That's a good thing. That's a very good thing. But what I would suggest if you're in any of those races is try to get all the way up to the front couple of rows like the front two three four rows of of people because once the gun goes off it's it's chaos trying to get in if you're in one of the first four rows you 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 like you have pretty much a clean shot into the tunnel i want to piggyback off of what you said i want to encourage people to go to ltc5k Dot org and do that ahead of time so you can figure out how you can either a participate in the race or how you can contribute to the race as well for someone who's never part of the fundraising page on the website too so look for me i'm, that's I'm on there under bobby fredericks yeah it, it, it might say robert fredericks because that's my actual name bobby is just the nickname that i go by sure absolutely and so for people who are 
are going to find out about the race. You said it's a lot of chaos, but it serves for a, a good cause of Special yeah. Olympics New Jersey. Yeah. What would you say to someone who's never seen or experienced a Special Olympics event? What would you tell them to encourage them yeah. to at least check it out? I would tell them to definitely come. And if you are in the Passaic County area where I am, because Passaic County is literally like five minutes from here, <laughs> but I have my area track meet for Passaic County on May 6th, the day before the tunnel, ever at Passaic County Technical Institute. So if you live in the Wayne area, come check that out and take a look at that. It's pretty cool. So when you're yeah. not when you're not being an athlete, when you're not playing sports, what are some of your some of your other hobbies? What else do you like to do? Music, uh, food, movies. I like to listen to music. I like to collect model trains with my dad, which I have a model train I have a model train layout upstairs. It's all O gauge. It's lying gauge. So how long does it take you to put together one of those model train kits? Uh, it's not a kit. I buy them off. They, when you buy them, you buy them off the shelf and you take them out of the box and they're already put, the engines and cars are already put together. It's just how you put it together into a train. So talk to us about the relationship with your dad. How supportive has he been through your journey as an athlete? Oh, he's been extremely supportive and actually so was my mom who actually used to be my coach but unfortunately she passed in october of 2019 she lost her life to cancer i'm sorry to hear that she she was my coach and she was like my best friend in the whole world and everything and one thing i used to do for her is i used to help her out with lineups for floor hockey because you know she has like an hour lunch break not two so <laughs> So I was like, well, I have an idea for you. How about I do one and you do one and we compare one you go and we'll compare when you get back. That's fun. What memory, if you had to take a look at your time as a Special Olympics athlete, is there one memory that stands out to you? Not necessarily because there's just so many of them. I mean, my, fir my first time outside the state of New Jersey competing at the uh, national games in Nebraska in 2010. And I was on the, uh, I was the anchor for the relay there. And if you actually go to the Facebook page for Special Olympics New Jersey, Mercer County, and click on the video section and scroll all the way to the bottom, you'll see the video for that race. I was the anchor. And as soon as I got that thing, I was like, so long, I'm out. For anyone, if you can, <laughs> I hear that. I want you to just tell us one more time why inclusion is important to you and why folks should get involved overall with Special Olympics. Well, I'm I'm gonna give a really good, excellent example of inclusion. So I was just I was just playing unified basketball at Montclair State, which actually my mom used to go to Montclair, but. These kids now that go to Montclair or go to these other colleges, they're going up in a culture that's more accepting. When I was going to school, that was not the culture at all. If, if you had a disability, you were basically like, oh, well, I don't want to know you. Go, go away. You know, 
you know, get lost. I don't, I don't want to know you. Matter of fact, I have a really funny one here. So I had, uh, I was, I did track at high school too. And this one kid said, well, this one kid, I was talking to some friends because I'm really excited about it at my area track meet over the weekend for Special Olympics. And kid comes out of nowhere and says, well, you must not be able to run very fast if you're in Special Olympics. And I was like, uh, yeah, that really what you think, man? He's like, yeah, that's what I think. So our, our, like, our like biggest rival was who's like five minutes down the road from Booton. I was like, okay, then I have a solution for you. I have a track meet after school today against Mountain Lakes. My events are the 100 and the 200. Come watch. I put away, I didn't win the race, but I finished fourth and I had two Mountain Lakes runners behind me. Same two guys in both races. They, they both lost to me. And we're back there. <laughs> no, I love it. I mean, it shows that there's there's there should be no limitations as I to what back, people do. Yeah, I got back Monday, and the same guy was like, "Oh, hey, I'm sorry, I doubted you. Can we be friends?" <laughs> it's amazing how sports can pull us together, and it can open oh, yeah. people's eyes as well. Yeah, and another great thing. This is my my favorite part of Special Olympics. As I say this to everybody, we don't care what uniform color you wear. We don't care what state you're from. We're friends with everybody. So say that again one more time, my friends, Bobby. We, we don't care what color uniform you're wearing. You know, if I'm Storm and you're on somebody else, I don't. We can care less. We're we're still friends. We don't even care what state you're from. I've got I've got a couple of friends. One is one is Renee Manfredi, who you interviewed from Hawaii. Another is Loretta Claiborne from York, Pennsylvania. And also another friend of mine, Special Olympics Washington's board chair, Kelly Campbell, who's also an athlete. I mean, I got Special Olympics athletes that are my buddies all over the all over the country here, you know? It's nah, it's 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 a cool thing to know that Special Olympics operates all over the world, in every state, just everywhere at a local level. So I'll encourage every person listening right now to go to specialolympics.org and figure out how you can get involved wherever you live. And for everyone who happens to be in the New York City, New Jersey metropolitan area, I encourage you this upcoming Sunday, May 7th, it's the Lincoln Tunnel Challenge. It's the 5K. You can go to ltc5k.org. For, for anyone who's going to check out the, the Lincoln Tunnel Challenge this upcoming Sunday, May 7th, I'm going to let you get the last word on it. Give everybody as much information as you can and why they should go ahead and check it out. Well, because it's a great cause and help really it supports the uh, law enforcement torch run who helps support Special Olympics so that us athletes actually don't have to pay to participate. We don't pay for anything. We don't pay for uniforms. We don't pay to compete. None of that. 
the the law enforcement torch run does all of it. And if you can't get and if you can't get uh, signed up for the Lincoln Tunnel in time, there's actually another really fun uh, 5K. It's also got a 3K walk with it. Is the uh, Liberty 5K on Fourth of July around the Statue of Liberty? And for that, it's it's Liberty5K.org for that one. Hey, that's that's some good events, my man. And there's some landmarks around the Statue of Liberty. That's not bad. And what better place to be on the 4th of July than, than at a symbol of our freedom, the Statue of Liberty? Now, that's a good point, Bobby. Hey, Bobby, thank you so much for joining us. Yeah, no problem, guys. Much love to Bobby for sharing his passions and even dropping some advice. Make sure you go to ltc5k.org to find out more about the challenge and how you can help. As always, you can go to specialolympics.org to find out what's going on where you live. I'm JR from CBS Sports Radio. This is the Agents of Inclusion podcast brought to you by Special Olympics and Odyssey. New episodes drop every Wednesday, but don't just subscribe. Embrace others, go outside, and be inclusive.